Welcome to this week's podcast by Celebration Church Rarotonga. We believe this message will empower and equip you to live a life of breakthrough. Thanks for joining us. Hey, uh, this morning, church, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for it. And uh, I'm going to be talking about the victory of Jesus Christ. The victory of Jesus Christ. And uh, God's placed this word on my heart. And I've been really loving, you know, the word that Jonathan's been bringing about intimacy with Jesus. And how many of us know that the purpose of life is knowing Jesus Christ? Knowing Jesus Christ. This, if we miss this, we've missed the point of life. We've missed the point of life. The Bible says in John Chapter 17, verses 3, it says, Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you sent, that we may know him, know Jesus, truly know the Jesus that we serve. You know, Jesus says that if you would believe, you would see my glory. You would see my glory. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We, we serve a God that is miraculous. How many of us know that this morning? That is, we serve a God that is powerful. We serve a God who is victorious. We serve a God who can deliver, who can heal, who can set you free this morning. Amen. And I'm not just saying this because it sounds good. I'm, I'm going to be sharing my personal testimony. I'm going to be sharing about the Word and breaking it down this morning. So, um, We've got to believe. If we believe, we would see his glory. You know, the world wants you to, if we see it, we will believe it. But Jesus says, if you believe, you would see it. Amen? We've got to come up in faith. We've got to believe this Bible. We either believe God or we don't. Amen? And so God has given us everything in the person of Jesus Christ. I want to, t- I want to declare to you this morning, man, there's no one like Jesus. Absolutely no one like Jesus. He's so... Um, he's so powerful. He's so, he's so gracious. He's so humble. He's such a great God. There's no one like Jesus. The Bible says that the fullness of God dwells in the person of Jesus Christ. When we are in Christ, we are complete. Amen? When we are not in Christ, we are incomplete. And so the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verses 1, there is no condemnation to those that are in Christ. So we must be in him to experience him, to know him. And so, you know, religion has robbed the church from an intimate relationship with Jesus. We have been robbed. We have been, um, you know, robbed by religion. And, you know, I wrote this down that religion enjoys the pleasure of sin, yet wanting a relationship with God. Let me repeat that. Religion enjoys the pleasure of sin, yet wanting a relationship with God. And God would never share a place with sin. God would never share a place with what Jesus died on the cross for. We must be fully into the kingdom of God, fully um, serving Jesus Christ with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our strength. And so religion would never save a person. Jesus Christ saves people. Jesus Christ delivers people. It's Jesus that heals the sick. Amen? And we've got to believe that the devil has been defeated. The devil has been defeated. The devil is a liar, and he's the father of lies. He has been conquered at the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is, Jesus is victorious. And you know, it's time that we as a church put the devil in his place. 
We put him in his place. We put him in, how we put him in his place is, number one, we be Christ-focused. Focusing our affection, our love, our devotion on the one who has conquered it all, Jesus Christ. When we pursue him with all of our hearts, all of our minds, all of our strength, everything that we need, all the freedom, the victory, the promises of God are in Christ Jesus. When we love him, when we lay our lives down for him, I tell you, he brings freedom. There is freedom in Jesus, freedom in the victory that Jesus has provided for us. And so um, we've got to understand that, you know, sin is a, re- is a real thing, and all of us have sinned. All, every single person has sinned except for Christ. And we've got to understand that sin originated from the devil. And we've got one person to blame, and that's the, de- the devil. And, you know, we, um, it says in the Bible that when um, Adam and Eve were tempted by the devil, uh, you know, when they fell into sin, God had to kick them out of his presence. So when, when we sin, when Adam and Eve sin, God was taken out and the devil moved in. Yeah? And so because God is holy, we've got to understand that God is a holy God and nothing that's unholy can be in his presence. So he had to remove man. When man was removed, the devil moved into man. Yeah? And so the devil knew that he could not be above the creator. So what did he do? He went for the thing that was closest to him, his image. So when sin entered in, the devil entered in, and now he was above man through sin. But God had a plan. God had a plan, and his plan was Jesus Christ, his only son. God sent the son Jesus into the world so that through his death we can have relationship with Jesus. Amen? Relationship with God. And this is the good news. And in 2 Corinthians 5 to 1, it says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. That's powerful. God made Jesus who knew no sin. Jesus became sin so that we could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Jesus became your lust, your adultery, your fornication, all of the sins of the world placed upon the body of Jesus so that we could become his righteousness. Amen. When we look at Jesus, when we believe in Jesus, we have, we, when we put our faith in him, we receive the righteousness of God. We are no longer sinners. We're no longer bound by sin, but we are free in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. And there is victory in Christ Jesus. And you know, God is purifying his bride. You know, we, we're all on a journey and God is cleaning us up, cleaning the things in our hearts. He's getting down to the nitty gritties. And you know, we need to have great faith. We need to have great faith for the deliverance and the power of Jesus Christ. I tell you, he is, man, he's, he's alive and he is well and he's ready to move. God is faithful. He's faithful and true. Um, You know, don't allow circumstances, the things that you're going through right now. All of us have got battles. We've got trials that we go through. But I tell you, don't allow those things to uh, dictate or change the way God says in his word. I want to tell you this morning, God is faithful to his word. If God says that he 
I can set you free. He can set you free. I have 100% faith in the word of God. The Bible says, Jesus says that heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. Heaven and earth, heaven is not even reliable. Like heaven, it's, it's, we can't put our faith in heaven. We've got to put our faith in the word of God. We've got to believe the word of God. The Bible says that Jesus Christ has set us free. It is finished. Amen. And uh, this morning, church, I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable with you this morning. Let me take a drink. <laughs> and I'm going to be vulnerable with you this morning, but I'm going to share my personal testimony of how Jesus Christ set me free. How he set me free. He truly set me free. And, you know, Melody is aware that I'm going to share this testimony, but I had a 15-year bondage to um, sexual immorality in my life. And I tell you, man, like, uh, so how it, how it happened, I believe, you know, when I was about seven or eight years old, I was exposed to pornography. And some of you here this morning might have been exposed as a young kid. But I was exposed at about this age of seven or eight. And I um, opened up the boot of my uncle's car, and there it was. And, and then the devil moved into my life and bound me in that, in that addiction. So for 15 years, I struggled in this area. I gave my heart to the Lord at the age of 12 years old. Man, you know, that was the best decision I've ever made. But so for 15 years, I struggled in this area and the area of sexual immorality. But, you know, I'm here to, I'm here to declare that there is freedom in Jesus Christ. There is freedom in Jesus Christ. And what happened? So for 15 years, I, you know, I go, went through high school. I had questions, man. How many of us got questions? You know, when I, when I, when I was exposed to that, I, you know, I felt the guilt, the shame. Nobody told me it was wrong, but I knew it was wrong. It's because the conscience, we were not created for that. Yeah? We were created for God. The Bible says that our body is not for sexual morality, but for the Lord. Amen? And so when I saw that, I was like, man, I knew instantly that it was wrong. But there was a demonic spirit, a force, a person that came and entered in. You know, we're going to understand. I like what Derek Prince says. Evil is not something but someone. Yeah? Sin is connected to someone. The devil, it's, he's connected. Demons are real. We are fighting a spiritual battle. Your fight is not against flesh and blood. It's not against people. It's not against your family. There are demons that, are, that want to take hold of your life and uh, cause people to fall into sin. And I want to tell you that everything is, is found in Jesus. So, um, yes, I, you know, and this is the other thing I want to say. Man, parents, don't give your child a phone. Like back for me, it was just that one look on a magazine back in the old days. Not that old, really. <laughs> but it was just a magazine. But nowadays, man, pornography, you don't have to look for pornography. Pornography will find you and they will find your children. Man, keep your kids off your phone, off phones, off devices, off tablets. Man, I tell you, let me tell you this. It's not worth them being bound by this addiction. I tell you, this addiction, it will just destroy their lives. It will bring um, shame. It will bring guilt. It will bring a lot of pain in their lives. I tell you, man, keep your children off the phones. Yeah? Don't give them, don't give the devil an legal right into their lives. When you hand them a phone, you're just saying, man, here you go. You just 
given them, you know, something that they're not ready for. And I want to say this, teach your children, talk to them, pray with them, share with them about, you know, what, uh, what sexuality is all about. Don't let the world teach them. Don't let them find out that it's just this perversion that the devil just brings. Man, teach them the word of God. Teach them the word of God. Have the fear of God over your children. Have the fear of God. We want to protect our children. We want to protect their innocence. We want to keep them holy and pure. Amen? We want to keep them holy and pure. And um, like Melly and I, we went, before we got married, we made the decision not to have a tele TV in our, in our house. And I tell you, it's been the best, one of the best things we've done. And we didn't want our, our, our place to be bombarded with news and um, just the things of the world. We have no control over the television, what's going to pop up. And uh, we have more time with our kids. So it's a win for us. Amen. Um, so, yeah, so I, you know, I struggled in this area. Um, also, I say as parents, we are, we are our children's gatekeepers. We, keep, we, we are responsible for our children. Yeah, we are responsible for our children. Let's, let's protect our children. Um, so I get exposed, bound in the sin for 15 years. Um, it wasn't actually until I came to this church that I heard Jonathan preach. And I was sitting at the back, and he started talking about pornography. And I thought, man, well, the, the, the conviction of the Lord hit me. Like some of you would have felt last week. <laughs> you know, the conviction of the Lord came upon me, and I came up to the front, responded, and the power of God hit me, um, went back, and I just fell back in. You know, I didn't know, I didn't know how to be free. I, I, I didn't know how to be free. I kept it to myself, and this is what I say, unconfessed sin is unrepented sin. I kept it to myself. I kept it in darkness. I didn't tell anybody, and so still bound. 2016 came, and it was uh, my second men's encounter weekend, and we, it was a time where I finally brought the sin out into the light. And God came, delivered me, uh, baptized me in the Holy Spirit. And I told Melody about this area. You know, I was feeling free, feeling good. I was free for a season, but I was not repented. And I fell back into the sin. Yeah? I fell back into the sin. And then it wasn't until 2017 when the Holy Spirit really convicted me like it wasn't just like a conviction but it was like it's almost like a shout from the inside of me to bring it out and so it was this was just right before conference like the night before conference I told Melody I hate you know I brought it into the light and then as I brought it out into the light the Holy Spirit said all right now tell her more tell her everything and I thought my goodness Lord really honestly and you know I said to Melody, hey, look, there's more, but I, I won't tell you until we get to New Zealand. Because it was just her and I, um, you know, here, her parents were in New Zealand ready for conference, and we were courting at the time, so she lived in her place, I lived in my place. And so I said, hey, look, there's more I gotta tell you, but I won't tell you until we get to New Zealand. And so um, she's, she's, you know, freaking out, like, what is more? What's, what else is there? And man, I'm freaking out, but I knew when the Holy Spirit is on your case, man, you got nowhere to run but to Him. You run to Him. You just obey. I say, Lord, all right, I'm going to obey. Everything must come out. So we get to, to Christchurch. Jonathan and Natasha are waiting for us. And then we meet. And uh, Gus and Sophie were there too. <laughs> Praise the Lord. 
And uh, so we sat down, and then I just brought everything into the light, like everything. My lies, my past relationships, everything came into the light. And sorry. And um, she was broken, like, both of them, all of them were broken. And so, whoo, sorry, kid. <laughs> and so I confess it, I bring everything into the light. And, uh, you know, God, God broke me over my sin. And for the first time in my life, I saw how bad my sin affected not only, you know, Melody and the family, but God. Like, for the first time, I saw, man, God, how could I do this? How could I have kept all these secrets? You know, how could I have sinned against you? And so, um, I brought it into the light. Oh. And then um, the next day, Melody breaks up with me. You know, I deserved it. <laughs> And so, you know, I, I came out of that meeting, going through conference, and man, honestly, God came through. God broke my heart. And not only that, I said, I prayed to the Lord. I said, God, forgive me, Lord. I've sinned against you. And Lord, heal Melody. Heal her heart, Lord. And I said, Lord, I'm not playing any games. I said, God, I'm done. I'm done with the sin. I'm done with the lies. I'm done with trying to pretend. I've done with my reputation. Man, I just want you, Jesus. I said, God, I just want you. I don't care what people think about me. I don't care what people will say. I just want you, Jesus. Do whatever you want to do. Lord, if there's more, expose it. That's what I pray. I say, God, if there's more, expose it. And boy, there was more. There was so much more. My goodness. My goodness, I dare you say, Lord, if there's more, expose it. Oh, my goodness. And so what happened is that I went through this process of the Holy Spirit reminding me and me confessing. Poor Melody, man. And, you know, the Holy Spirit reminding me of, of past things, trauma, rejection, abandonment, all of these things that happened that I completely forgot. The Holy Spirit reminded me, and all I did was, my goodness, Remind me, confess, remind, confess, remind, confess. That's all I was doing for like months, man. Like God was like unraveling my life. It was like I was being peeled back, so exposed. Like there was just no hidden areas. And this is the thing. Even some of the things I bought, I said, I, I thought I was going to die to the grave with. Like I thought I was going to go to the grave with the sin. But this is the reality. Jesus did not die for us to go to heaven and, you know, be free from sin. No, he shed his blood here on earth so that we could be free on earth. There is freedom on earth as it is in heaven. We don't have to go to the grave with those shame and guilt and um, sin, the lies. We bring that into the light and we experience his freedom. Amen? Um. Yes, yeah, so uh, we get back to Rahotonga, and I went through, you know, 
this deliverance process, it had like three meetings with Jonathan and Gus, and man, God delivered me, man. Like rejection came out, unclean spirits came out, all types of filth was just coming out of me, and God was delivering me, and uh, and I, I really repented. I got rid of my phone. I got one of those brick phones, yeah, and <laughs> praise God for the brick phones. Communication is key, and so um, I had that. And so coming back, you know, that was a time of my life where God really dealt with the sin. And um, I was at the lowest of the lowest in my life. But I had, I had nothing. Like, I had no girlfriend. I had no job. So all I had was God. And every day, all I did was in my room, open the Word. I started from Genesis, and I began to uh, meditate on the Word of God day and night, day and night, day and night, I sought the Lord with all of my heart. I meditated on his word. I say, Lord, speak to me. And his presence filled my room. Man, I, I was like, I was nowhere. I had nothing, but I had everything. Jesus was everything that I needed. He is all that I wanted. And he fulfilled my desire. Let me tell you this. Sin will not fulfill your desire. Relationship will not fulfill your desire. I made the decision in my heart, Lord, you know, I had to let Melody go in my heart. I said, Lord, if your will be done, I just want you, Jesus. I just want you, Lord. And he came and he set me free. He set me free. My goodness. Um, you know, the Bible says in Psalms 34, 18, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. He saves us when we're in our lowest point, when we're broken. He's, he's near us. And, uh, you know, I can relate to Jonathan when he says, um, when he said that he would crawl on glass on his knees around the world just to be free. I was so serious about being free in this area. I was so serious. And, um, and the thing is, like, one of the keys to repentance is you got to take ownership. You, like, um, don't be a victim to your sin. Don't be a victim to your past. Let people go. Forgive people. The enemy wants you to hold that judgment, hold that grudge, be in unforgiveness. But I tell you, as soon as you let go, as soon as you forgive, the freedom is on you. The freedom is on you. And God says, if we don't forgive, he will not forgive us. And I wrote this, our salvation is not worth the offense. It's not worth the offense. Being offended is not worth your salvation. Let people go. Forgive. No matter what they've done, if they've abused you, if they've wronged you, I tell you, there is forgiveness in the, in the Father. God wants to heal hearts. He wants to, God healed my heart. He, he brought freedom into my, into my life. And um, so, yeah, it's, so two years go by. And by the grace of God, Melly and I get back together, and we're married. And I came off the internet for two years, church. Two years, no form of internet, nothing. I was just in the Word, I will, and just texting and calling, nothing else. Two years. So two years go by, I get a phone, like a proper phone, and still I said, look, I'm not going to risk it. I, I'll go only on Melody's phone. 
I was so serious. I did not want to give the enemy a foothold. Do not give him a foothold. Even when you think you're all good, don't, don't, don't try and test yourself. Don't try and think that you're good. Don't give him a foothold. I said, look, I'm only going to go on the internet on your phone. And so I was accountable to her. I was um, honest with her, with everything. Because she knew everything about my life. Everything was, there was nothing more that I could say. I was, uh, how would you say it? Um, transparent, yeah. Thank you, Dave. Transparent. I was a transparent man. Changed. No longer a liar. But the truth set me free. The truth set me free. And this is what I want to say. Religion did not set me free. Uh, following, uh, you know, a system did not set me free. The person of Jesus Christ set me free. And I can say to you this morning, church, I've been free for six and a half years. Six and a half years. Never gone back. Never struggled in that area. Not even a hurt. Like, I don't even think about it. Like, Melly and I were talking about it the other night. It's like six and a half years. Man, that's gone fast. Last year was actually my first time buying data. Five and a half years. You guys are pretty shocked and amazed. <laughs> but that's just normal for me. I want nothing to do with the sin. Even when it pops up, I'm like, later bowl. Like, I just want nothing. Last year was my first time buying data for, for my business. And honestly, it's like, I just, you just don't think about it. Because whom the sun sets free is free indeed. <laughs> Amen? That's just... And that's why I can say, like, I can honestly say there is victory in Christ Jesus. If you're struggling in this area, it might be alcohol, whatever. Man, Jesus can set you free. But you got to want it. That's the thing. I want, like, God won't go against your will. He will not fight against your will. You've got to want it with everything. You've got to count the cost. It'll cost you everything. It costed me everything, my reputation, everything. But I just wanted God so bad. And he was worth it, man. Freedom was worth it. Oh, my goodness. It's so worth it. I love Jesus so much. I love him more than anything. We need the fear of the Lord. Seriously. Our church needs the fear of the Lord. The Bible says to love the Lord with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength. There's so many distractions, events that actually, you know what I find with the events and everything, it's just a form of masking to actually what God wants to do with the real us, dealing with the roots in our lives, the rejection, the hurt, the pain, um, you know, whatever's gone on in the past, deal with the roots, and then God will set you free. The branches will just fall off. Pornography is just a, it's just a branch. Smoking is just a branch. Alcohol is just a branch. But I tell you, man, when you're free, oh, goodness, Nothing else matters. Knowing Jesus is the greatest thing. Ooh. 
give the Lord a hand. Amen. But yeah, like, man, I'm free and it's, it's awesome. But, you know, there's a price to pay. Sexual morality, run from it. If you're dealing with this area, man, you got to be so ruthless with this area. Run from it. Run from it. Jesus says if your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. Me getting rid of my phone, that was me gouging my eyes out. You know, that was me being so serious with God. And, man, it's, it's worth it, yeah? Freedom is worth it. It's worth it. We've got to be real with ourselves. We've got to die to ourselves. Die to self. Die to sin. God is holy. Uh, Matthew 16, 25. I want to read. In the message translation, it says, Then Jesus went to work on his disciples. Anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. <laughs> Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Follow me, and I'll show you how. Self-help is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is the way, my way, to finding yourself, your true self. What kind of deal is it to get everything you want but lose yourself? What could you ever trade for your soul? What could you ever trade for your soul? The Bible says, what, would it, um, you know, what profit is it to a man if you gain the whole world? You can have the money, the fame, whatever, but forfeit your soul. Nothing. You get nothing. The world offers us nothing but pain, hurt, but Christ offers us freedom. Amen? When we surrender to Jesus, when we truly lay our life down before him, man, when we seek him, our life is, like for me, my life is hidden with Christ. When I seek Christ, I find my purpose in life. I find my life because it's no longer I that live, but Jesus who lives in me. Amen? Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand for that. And so I wrote this down. God wants unadulterated worship. Unadulterated worship. Worship that is not shared with sin. Worship that is not shared with the devil. Worship that is not tainted with self. Worship that is not about what I could gain. God wants unadulterated worship. Worship that is worthy of who he is. Worship that gives him the highest glory, the highest praise. Worshiping him in spirit and in truth. God wants all of our worship. Amen? And so God wants, um, you know, he wants us to obey and humble ourselves and come before him. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Yeah. So we need to humble ourselves. Uh, there is freedom in Jesus. And, you know, many people struggle with identity. Man, identity is found in Christ. You know, when someone doesn't find their identity in Jesus, they try and find it in their culture. They try and find it in their family. But, man, when you find your identity in Jesus, you just know who you are. You are a son of the most high God. Yeah? You are victorious over sin. You have power over sin. 
Jesus gives us authority over the enemy's power. Nothing will harm you. Put your faith in Jesus Christ. Put your trust in Jesus. Don't put your trust in man. Don't put your trust in money. Put everything in Jesus Christ. All things are summed up in him. Um, maybe if I get James to come up. All things are summed up in Christ. Man, I'm so thankful to God, eh? Like, he did not leave us to die in our sins. I'm so thankful to God for the freedom that he's provided through Jesus Christ. I'm so thankful to God that in Christ we have healing. That we have freedom. That we have relationship with our true Father. Amen. I'm so thankful to God, man. I'm so grateful. And I tell you, man, like the gospel, this is the good news. This is the good news. God sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, born of the Virgin Mary, lived without sin, without blemish, lived a perfect life. Jesus Christ came into this world God put on flesh through the body of Jesus. He walked among his creation. Oh my goodness. He walked among his creation. And he chose out of his own will to go to the cross. Not for him. Not for his own reputation. But because he loves you. Because he loves us. Jesus died on the cross, a brutal and criminal death because of his love for us. He went through every all the pain, all the hurt, so that we could be free. And this is what I, this is what I was saying this morning. We need to believe. We need to believe in the gospel. We need to believe in the true Jesus, not the religious Jesus that, you know, we come in and we leave the same. Man, Jesus will set you free. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Whom the Son's free is free indeed. And so Jesus Christ, when he was on that cross, he bore the sin of the world. Every shame, every guilt, every everything that we've gone through, our rejection, our pain, he nailed it to the cross. He became sin for us and he died. And then the Bible says that he went down into the earth, into hell, and for three days, God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, and he defeated the enemy. He defeated Satan. This is a true statement. Jesus Christ is victorious over the kingdom of darkness. No matter what you're going through, no matter what the world says, no matter how badly it looks, Jesus Christ is victorious over darkness. No matter what the enemy tells you, whether you're worthless or not, I want to say to you this morning, Jesus is victorious over sin. Jesus Christ is alive. 
He is alive. He's not dead. We don't serve a dead God. We serve a God that is living, that's present, that's available, that's now. Jesus Christ is alive. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Jesus is victorious. Jesus Christ is alive. Through his blood, we have victory over sin. Through his blood, we have victory over death. Through his resurrection, we have access to the Father. We can come boldly into the throne room of our Father through the blood of Jesus. Jesus! Hey, Oh Lord, Father, forgive us, Lord. Forgive us for not believing, Father. Love. love is in God, love is in Jesus. If you're here this morning and, and you know you want to give your life to Jesus, like truly give your life to Jesus, there is a cost, but I tell you, he's worth the cost is worth it. Oh my goodness, thank you, Lord. And if that's you. Or if you feel the presence of God and, you know, you want to repent if there's areas of sin and compromise and the altar's open, you're not responding to me, you're responding to Jesus. He has to have preeminence in our lives, church. Awesome. He has to have, Jesus must be all in all. If there is sin in your life, come and bring it to the cross of Jesus. Don't hold on to your sin, church. Thank you, Lord. If you enjoyed this message, feel free to subscribe and leave a review. We'd also love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Instagram or Facebook at Celebration Raro or visit our website, celebration.atonga.com. Until next time, 